Welcome to Vicarious Breakthrough Podcast. This is the show where you get to go behind the scenes of real life coaching sessions with real women just like you, with real problems just like you. I'm their empowerment coach and I'll be dissecting their case study sessions as well as interviewing them post breakthrough to see how that change radiated out into their lives. I'll also interview a guest expert to deepen and broaden the conversation so that you too can experience your own vicarious breakthrough. I am so excited about today's episode. We're going to have an almost hour-long conversation with Chelsea Quint. Chelsea is a New York City-based healer, transformational life and business coach, and worthiness mentor. And she is fire. She is such a powerful coach that she ends up coaching me in this episode. We have a few points that we disagree slightly on, which you'll have to hang out till the end to catch that. But in this conversation about investing in yourself when your business is cash flow negative, Chelsea really shares with us some powerful sales techniques and mindset shifts to take you out of lack and into empowerment. You're going to want to grab a notepad for this one and take some notes and get ready to have a vicarious breakthrough. Hello. Hello, hello. Hi, Chelsea. Can you hear me? Yes, I can. Can you hear me? I can hear you. I hear a little bit of an echo, but hopefully that's dissipating. I think we're good. Okay. I think we're good. Guys, I have Chelsea Quint on the line. She helps women heal to become their happiest, healthiest, wealthiest selves. And she runs the Survivor to Thriver podcast as well. It's true. I do. That's true. So where can people find you online? How can people work with you? Yeah, beautiful. Um, so Chelsea Quint is pretty much, if you search Chelsea Quint in all the places, that's where I am. Website is ChelseaQuint.com. You can follow me at Chelsea.Quint on Instagram. And all the info on working with me is all up there. I do a variety of work. I'm based in New York City. And so I do um, classes and workshops around the city. But I'm actually also in the process of planning some more in person experiences, um, kind of combining mastermind vibes with in person experiences, and very excited to bring some more of those embodied experiential learning opportunities to the table. So I love that. And I just want to get a plane ticket to New York right now (laughs) and come do that with you. Um, Where I live, you know, personal development is not really a thing that people care about. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I feel very isolated in a human to human. I I have a handful of clients locally and I'm grateful for that. Um, But, you know, also being a mom of four, I'm somewhat like isolated in my family life. And I love when I see people that live in big cities and getting to host in-person events. I think it is so, so, so cool. It absolutely is. And I just, a tiny, tiny bit of background. I actually have been in the city 
for just over a year. My husband and I moved here just about a year ago. And prior to that, we were in Tallahassee, Florida, which Mm -hmm. I grew to love. Um, Mm -hmm. But it was much more of the, I was actually a yoga teacher down there and started my business down there. And I am all too familiar with the, how does anyone, is anyone here interested in what I do? And yeah, it almost creates this, and it's something I've actually had to work through in my business and really owning the fullness of my magic and what I'm here to do is when I was back in that sort of small town, it was almost like I had this double life, right? Of like, mm-hmm. I would engage with people and I was a yoga teacher. And to some extent, right, people were interested in yoga. It's fairly popular now. Um, mm-hmm. But even still, people were interested in coming and getting a workout and maybe hearing some nice quotes But as soon as I talk about shadow work or chakras or energy or life coaching, Mm -hmm. it's like the earmuffs go on. Like, what is she talking about? Who would do that? Like self-help section is Mm -hmm. embarrassing at the bookstore. Like all of that. Totally. I don't have any problems. I don't need that. My life is great. Yes. Very much getting that. (laughs) (laughs) So I feel you sister is the point. I have been there. I have been there. And so you were running an online business too. Were you doing more of your coaching and things like that online? Is that yes. the double part of your life? Like where you could really be yourself? Yeah, it was honestly, and even, you know, I think when we start an online business, even that there's a little bit of a, a learning curve of like, who am I, right? There's a new identity when yeah. you decide to start a business <laughs> or decide to really embrace a life where you put happiness first, where you don't want to live in the paradigm of what is normal. Because the reality is what's normal Mm -hmm. is like working for the weekend, you hate your job, most people live paycheck to paycheck, and most people are sick, scared, stuck and broke. That's normal right now. Totally. Yeah, right. And so I do think there's this identity recreation, no matter whenever you start jumping into the online world, right, whether it's Mm -hmm. from the personal development angle, or you want to start a business, there is always this like, ooh, who am I? Who is this version of me? Totally. Who dares to believe yeah. he or she can have it all or at least have above right. average. And some people aren't going to like that. You even think that's possible. Oh, yeah. um, I hit, I had quite a backlash. So I have an existing cosmetology business. I've been a cosmetologist for 22 years, my entire working life. And when I decided to become a coach within one month, I had lost, I, I think it was like 30, almost 40% of my clients. Like when I announced wow. that, just people who'd been coming regularly, monthly, even for years, um, just suddenly like ghosted. It was crazy. And I don't really know what happened there. Um, I can just only speculate about that. It was just triggering in some ways, but even for myself uh, to touch back onto the, like creating the identity. um, I know I maybe have just met you somewhat recently, but I rebranded, I changed my name. I've had multiple websites, business cards. I mean, I started out as a health Mm, coach. So did I actually. And just (laughs) instantly, you know, within like a month, I was like, oh my gosh, this is I'm doing so much more Mm -hmm. than that. You know, I'd get people over their health issues. We'd set them on the right track in the first session. And I'd be like, okay, now what? 
what are your bigger goals? And, you know, start working on that stuff. And that was really how they were overcoming their health Mm -hmm. challenges was by focusing on bigger stuff. And I was like, wait, I'm a life coach. And then I was like, well, okay, what does that mean to be a life coach? And then at the same time, I realized that I didn't have to just run my business locally, that I could run it online. Mm -hmm. So then I was like, well, what does it mean to be an online life coach? (laughs) And then it was like, oh, and then I realized that you needed to niche down. And so I'm like, okay, what is my niche? And then I realized that you can scale. Mm -hmm. And once I realized you can scale, it was like, okay, so who am I as a niched down, scalable, passive income online coach? And that has been an incredibly expensive Mm -hmm. journey that I have put um, a lot of money, a lot of time, all of my thought and free time, you know, and everything I do seems to be funneled into that one like burning question. So I love that we're going to talk about investing in yourself when your business is cash flow negative. Um, I would not say I'm cash flow negative, but by the time I pay myself, yeah, yeah, you know, definitely not enough to go around. I'm still um, in debt. I'm still growing. I'm still figuring things out. So I love this topic. This is just as much for me right now <laughs> as everybody else. Um, I'm just going to put that out there because I love to be honest and real with my audience. It's not all like butterflies and rainbows. Over Absolutely. Here. It's hard, hard, hard work. Um, so I'm going to stop talking and let you have the floor and just, you know, dazzle me with your thoughts on this topic. Beautiful, beautiful. Yeah. And I think it's honestly one of the most, uh, important shifts that you can make if you are starting a business, right? If when you are making investments in yourself and it's actually not just starting a business, some of the biggest investments I've made in myself have been healing work. And doing the deeper underlying healing, which, by the way, entrepreneurs, personal development comes first. If you want to hold space for other people, you have to be able to really hold this identity of I am a healer, I am a coach, I am a business owner, whatever that means for you, you have to really be able to embody that. And so the identity work, the self-worth work, the confidence work, all of those pieces are first and foremost. I find that so many people get so hooked into like, what's the strategy and I need the best funnel and I need the best Mm -hmm. this and that stuff's important. And if you don't create the identity, if you don't get clear on who you are really, why you are here, what you want and embody all of that, do the self-worth work first, all the strategies in the world are going to feel like you're just throwing everything at the wall and praying something sticks. Totally. Totally agree with that. And the self-worth is like something that is going to continue. I feel like continue rising, Mm -hmm. like in the same way that you would gather compound interest, your self-worth should be always like shifting. And it doesn't necessarily mean like wanting more, 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 but like connecting deeper into what you already have or deeper in your practices of gratitude, um, or, you know, the innate value of your singular work and things like exactly. that. Yes. I love that. I love that metaphor that it is like compounding interest of you get to build on it. And yeah, oh, I just absolutely love that. That's such a good metaphor. <laughs> maybe sometimes, 
sometimes you get to cash out on yourself, yes. but sometimes you just leave it all like invested in yourself to grow it into more. I think, I think the self-worth is absolutely critical for any like female entrepreneur in the soul absolutely. space. You know, I don't think it matters so much. I think there are businesses because if you've like brought a man, a typical man into this conversation, mm-hmm. it'd be like, what does your self-worth have to do with yeah. anything? You do the tactics, you make the sales calls, you know, you have this funnel like that. But also I will, that's a different type of business model. Absolutely. You know? And here's, here's the reality. Two things I think to point out. Number one, for the most part, Men are raised to have more self-confidence and self-worth inherently than women, especially in the zone of business, Mm -hmm. not across the board. I actually Mm -hmm. work with a couple of male clients, which has been such a gift for me as a healer and as a coach. It's Mm -hmm. been absolutely fascinating, but totally different topic. But generally speaking, that's less of an issue for men in the zone of business, So that's something to keep in mind. They might have a slightly different, and obviously these are broad strokes. This is not true for every single man, every. Sure. Yeah. But that's Mm -hmm. something that they often bring to the table, right? It's white light. How men will negotiate in a salary, whereas women will be like, yes, here, please. Thank you for the giving me anything. Right. Like Mm -hmm. we back Mm -hmm. down because there is less of that self-worth, self-confidence ability to say, Hey, I am valuable. And here's how valuable I am. So here's why you're going to pay me 5k for this coaching package. Here's why you're going to pay me a hundred dollars a session, whatever it is, right? Men are generally speaking, very broadly, more able to, and just more conditioned ultimately to have that skill set and that mindset when it comes to business. Mm -hmm. So that's thing one thing two is also, yes, at a certain point, like every network marketing company ever shows evidence that if you cold pitch enough people every single day, right? If you put enough money in advertising, (laughs) if you like, right, it does work. There are formulas that do work. Yeah. That said, right. For me, if you are going to make investments in your business from the get go, when you are in the soul space, for sure, when you are at the forefront of your business, investing and believing in yourself is going to result in money coming back. It's going to have a positive return on investment because even if you're not like my brand is Chelsea Quint, I am my brand, right? Even Mm -hmm. if Mm -hmm. that's not the case for you, the energy that you infuse into every coaching package you put together, every Instagram post you write, every offer you put out into the world, if part of you is like, I don't know about this whole, uh, could I charge um, for this? Like, if that's the energy that you're infusing into your content, people are going to feel that. Yeah. And you will attract people, you know, on that same vibe. A million percent, which you do want to attract people who have struggled with the same things you struggled with. Absolutely. But you want to be attracting Mm -hmm. them from a place of you're standing kind of at the top of the mountain. Like, Hey guys, I see you down there struggling. I overcame it. Let me throw a rope down and help you pull up rather than we're all sitting here yeah. at the bottom of the mountain. Nobody really knows what to do. You're, I'm going to kind of <laughs> say what I know what to do, but I'm in the exact same place, right? Yeah. 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 It's about what one of my mentors talks about, and I talk about a lot, sharing from a place of wound versus a place of worth. 
When you mm-hmm. share from a place of wound, which is what so many people do, right? Because we all want to be vulnerable and we see the vulnerability and connection right. does help build our business and can help us connect with people who mm-hmm. know us. But when you share from the wound and share vulnerably from a place of, Ooh, it feels like this person's still in it. That's when you get people on Instagram, on Facebook saying like, hey girl, you got this. You'll be okay. And rather than saying like, yeah. oh my God, I'm so inspired. How do I work with you? Totally. I get messages all the time. So recently I've been, you know, I'm going through a separation. Mm-hmm. It's messy, complicated, very uncertain, and definitely threw me for an energetic mm-hmm. loop from what my audience is used to. And I had to share it. You know, there was no way to hide what was going on. Um, but I did so in a way that was empowered mm-hmm. and empowering and was able to frame little tidbits just to share enough of like what you need to know about the situation, Mm -hmm. but tied it into my own personal development and healing um, journey. And so because I did that, you know, people were able to stay abreast of what was going on in my personal life without feeling like it was drama or, you know, that they were taking sides in a story or anything like that. And were able to share those anecdotes in a way that they could relate, um, to their own lives and grow from, uh, which I always strive to be that inspiring, um, you know, place in your day. So that meant a lot to me to get that feedback Mm. um, and to get to flex that muscle of, like you said, sharing vulnerably, but having the right energy about Mm -hmm. it. Beautiful. Beautiful. On that, you touching on this energy of sharing from an empowered place is where I want to go back into this idea of investing in yourself especially when, and I want to say investing financially, but also investing time, energy, attention, right? Investing any of your resources when it feels like you don't have enough time, money, whatever, right? Mm-hmm. And when, mm-hmm. frankly, when you start a business, it, it might not, it might actually look like you don't have enough, right? I know for me, there were a lot of times when it was like, when I signed coaching agreements, I did not have the extra $5,000 in my bank account. I did not have the extra Mm 10,000. Like I've invested, I've made big investments in myself. And Mm -hmm. that's the reason I make multiple five figures every month. Because Mm -hmm. I made a choice. I made empowered decisions from a place of vision, from a place of knowing where I was going, where I wanted to go and seeing the value in getting there, the value in having a solution, the value in having help. And where the conversation that I have, which this is going to be both hopefully inspirational and valuable to anyone who is like, wants to invest in themselves, but is afraid to right now. And mm-hmm. for anyone who's ever going to like, please take this into your sales conversations with people because it is magic. Here's mm-hmm. the thing. Your job on a sales conversation is to help your client make an empowered choice. To me, it's less even about getting like closing the sale. And cause to me, that doesn't feel that good. But by the time I've gotten onto a sales call with someone, by the time I'm mm-hmm. having a conversation with someone, we've already talked a little bit. I have an application to work with me. So I have some information about who you are, what your dreams are, what your vision is. Right. 
And if you want to start a business, especially a business that is going to help people, a service-based business, you got dreams, you got vision. And so here's the thing that normally happens though. Most people are going through their lives, making decisions, having thoughts based on either their present circumstance or their past stories, right? Mm -hmm. They're making quote unquote Mm -hmm. logical decisions based on what they currently have in their reality, in their bank account, in their schedule, whatever, right? And what they've seen to be true in the past. But what we know from manifesting what we, and what we can all see from experience, if you continue to create from your present circumstance or your past stories, you're going to keep recreating the same life you have. Mm-hmm. If, however, you deeply connect to that vision of where you are going and start to take action and make decisions from that place of what is the version of me who's already right create, embodying this identity in the present, what is the version of me who already achieved all the things, already did all the things, already paid off the debt, already, right? What does that version of me Mm -hmm. do in this moment? And so you space and you're like, okay, well, the version of me who already made it knows that the investments are part of how she got there. Mm-hmm. So she knows that this is necessary. And here's generally speaking, we all think it's about the money, but it's not actually ever about the money. Almost like maybe 2% of the time, it's actually a situation of like, I would be like, I cannot figure it out. I cannot make it work. I cannot spend the money. Like occasionally it's really about mm-hmm. that. But most of the time mm-hmm. it's about the fact that you don't value yourself. You don't trust yourself enough to think that you are worthy of the investment. Yeah. And that I hear, oh my God, this sounds so good. Oh my God, I'm so interested, but I can't because of money, but I don't have the money. Mm -hmm. Are you doing it again? Maybe let me know about next time, blah, 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 blah. Anytime I hear those objections, I immediately know that that client has gone from an empowered decision fueled by their vision and the life they want to have into a disempowered Mm -hmm. place of, instead of admitting the underlying fear of, I don't think I'm good enough. I don't think I'm worthy of it. I think it's irresponsible and people would judge me, right? Instead of saying that, it's way easier to say, oh, I don't have the money. Let's Mm -hmm. call a spade a spade. No one has the money, right? It's really true. I didn't have Mm -hmm. the money when I made these investments. And here's the even crazier thing. I've had clients and I've had this experience myself of even when I did have the money, even when one of my clients right now, she has the money, she could pay in full for our one-on-one package. And she still feels like she doesn't because it's not about money. It's about value. It's about worth. It's about scarcity mindset and how deeply embedded that is into our society Mm -hmm. and into the way that we operate. Yeah, it really is. And, you know, some, a lot of people, and I can say myself included now that I'm going through the separation, Mm -hmm. I'm living with financial consequences of decisions that I made from old belief patterns Mm -hmm. that I'm currently Mm -hmm you know, or have recently broken or changed into a more empowered mindset. Um, But the 
financial landscape of your actual life may not change as rapidly as your mindset can change. So you may have long lasting, you know, consequences of old debts or old mismanaged finances. I personally have a situation where I had really high cash flow months that I was irresponsible with. I did not manage resources properly. And so after I had my twins and I had much lower cash flow months, then I'm in, you know, a new position of sort of scrimping and saving, which is not something that I'm used to doing and sort of having to re-navigate how to say, create a budget or live on a budget without feeling like it's a scarcity or a lack, Mm -hmm. um, or how to work with coaches, um, when really putting more debt, um, would create more financial strain and potentially more stress. So I do think some of those, you know, are real problems that people get themselves into, um, and can't maybe even immediately change even when their mindset's change. Absolutely. And to me, it's always about the empowered choice versus the disempowered choice. And so here, let's think through, Mm -hmm. I I think this is a really beautiful, the the thing that fear loves to do most is hide. And it often hides behind really logical, pragmatic things. But then if we start to actually play Mm -hmm. out, we see suddenly like, oh, that fear that seemed to make so much sense 30 seconds ago doesn't make as much sense. Okay, so let's say, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. You ha- used to have high cash flow months. For one, I don't love the judgment around I was irresponsible. You made certain choices and maybe you made actions from a place of wound and from a place of old funky patterns, right? And you had an unhealthy mm-hmm. relationship mm-hmm. with money where you didn't respect money and you spent money based on conditioning of like what we're supposed to have and should, have, whatever. All of that might be true. Mm-hmm. But I think inherently the idea that we can be irresponsible with money is one that is tied in lack. Because it suggests if we can be irresponsible with it, but there's a difference and it's subtle, but there's a difference between saying, I wasn't respectful of my money. I didn't have a healthy relationship with my money. I didn't spend in ways that are aligned. I didn't spend in empowered ways because I was spending from a place of lack or wound or trying to be enough or whatever, or distraction or numbing, blah, blah, blah. That's very different than I was irresponsible because irresponsible has this suggestion that like there might not be more than enough then in general, money is not a renewable resource. Shift into a true abundance Mm -hmm. mindset, money becomes a completely renewable resource. Well, I love to think about all of the, um, you know, very abundant spending I did during those days because I do, you know, always when I spend money, I say like, this will be returned Mm -hmm. to me, you know, exponentially. So I'm like, boy, did I spend a lot of it already. I'm just becoming receptive to it coming back to me. Um, I, I do believe it's there. I mean, I don't think it's gone forever. I definitely look at the way I was very careless with money, even in, um, I was telling the story in my manifesting workshop this weekend, how I would just leave my wallet and my phone like in a shopping Mm. cart and sort of wander off 
because I felt so abundant that like, well, if anything were, you know, taken from me, I would just be able to replace that. Like, that's the type of irresponsible or just like careless, you know, disrespectful, like now, um, and I do this from a place of abundance. It's like, I love my money and my resources, like my phone is a lifeline to my business. Mm -hmm. So I love it so much that I would want to be protective of it. I wouldn't want to just leave it in the shopping cart or leave it in my car with my car unlocked, you know, so doing more uh, careful rituals and things like that to me, I think has been very valuable of a shift um, to just get more in alignment with when I have a larger quantities of money, I would need to be very responsible with how I'm allocating that, you know, for taxes, investments, Mm -hmm. reinvesting in my business, or if I owe, you know, if I have thousands of dollars of invoices out um, that I owe, you know, for my consultants or Mm -hmm. coaches that I make sure that that money is there, you know, to pay all of those things. So that being, you know, the epitome of being responsible and then taking that down into your more daily, you know, smaller actions and making sure those are responsible as well. Beautiful. Yeah. And I think to me, the biggest thing, I just, I, the word responsible and irresponsible, I know so many people are using from a place of self-judgment and like, I'm so bad with money Mm -hmm. and like criticizing themselves. (laughs) Mm-hmm. And sure, we could tell that story. And a lot of people, right, we have, have funky money stories. And I think the difference is, again, can you start to see it as disempowered decisions around money, right, where you're being reckless or you're being, right, whatever word you want to throw on it of walking away mm-hmm. from your cart with valuable resources in there, right? Maybe that's more of a disempowered connection to abundance, of like, eh, like a funky relationship there. But I think the biggest thing is spending, mm-hmm. managing, looking at your money in integrity and with intention. Mm-hmm. And that starts to, it's just so important to reprogram the not enough story. And it gets so insidious, and so sneaky. Like the scarcity energy is so ubiquitous in so many people's mindsets until you really do the work to shift. And so that's where I I like to Mm -hmm. look at all of that. But there was something I wanted to go back to in the vein of mm -mm, telling the story that I don't have the money right now to invest in my business and adding more debt would create more financial strain. And I'm in living with like my, the, the consequences, so to speak, right. Living with the current reality of my past stories, my past experience. Right. And so that story of, I don't have the money right now. I, uh, I shouldn't invest right now is beautiful. And here's my invitation to anyone who has that story. Okay. If that is true, if that's your current reality, what are you going to do to change it? What are you already doing to change it? Mm-hmm. That's a good one. I'll, I'll answer it for myself because this, we do this a lot um, in my groups and stuff is integration. Mm-hmm. 
where we look at, did I already invest in any course or coaching that I have not fully integrated? Mm -hmm. And so many times we realize that we already bought a course that we haven't even Mm -hmm. opened or finished or um, utilize the strategies, you know, or implemented the strategies or completed, you know, or you might even buy a book that has all of these different journal prompts. Did you actually even mm-hmm. do them? <laughs> so did you fully extract the value from the investments you've already made? So if you're feeling like not ready to make an investment or you just can't handle one more, you know, monthly bill or your credit cards maxed out or whatever, um, to look at everything that you already invested Mm -hmm. in and to fully extract the value from it before adding something to it. Because I think in doing that and going deeper with what you already have in your resources and assets that you then can generate more abundance in your life, whether that be more clients signing on with you or being open to receiving more because you're exhibiting a true level of care Mm -hmm. and concern for the investments you've already made. Just like keeping your car clean and changing the oil and making sure you don't run out of gas and making sure your tires aren't bald, you know, maintaining that investment um, it's like that with our own, like personal investments in ourselves and our businesses too. Absolutely. I love that idea. And I know that just like everyone listening, everyone has those unfinished books, those unfinished courses, those unfinished, right? I mean, I don't know. I know very few people who don't. So a beautiful, beautiful way. And that amazing, can you feel already how if the story was, I just can't right now. I can't do it. I want to invest. I want to invest in myself. I want to change this. I want a solution to my problem, whatever the problem is, but I can't spend the money. Mm -hmm. That is, that's inherently disempowered. If I want a thing, but I can't do it. Right. Yeah. All of a sudden you realize like, okay, I can't do this current thing or I'm deciding not to do this current thing or I don't see a reality. Right. And I am going to take action and here's the action I'm going to take of integrating all of the mm-hmm. past things that I you know, kind of halfway did and didn't fully finish already. Mm-hmm. You've taken a little piece of your power back. You've taken a little piece of your ability to create mm-hmm. your life and to create from a place of vision, from a place of where you are going instead of from current circumstances and current reality. Mm-hmm. That's beautiful. Totally. Because and that, that, Future vision is really the key during hard times Mm -hmm. or, you know, slow times or your launch didn't go. You have to just really go back to that vision and feel what it feels like in that reality and just keep taking action over and over and over again if you want to make it happen. You know, it's not just going to come to you. You have to go to it, I mm-hmm. think. And it that's actually, I have every one of my clients, that's part of their, their practice is every single morning, it's something I tell everyone to do, every single morning, spend a few minutes with that big vision. Whether mm-hmm. you do a, find a guided meditation, right, that gives you a visualization, or you record one for yourself, or you just journal on it, or you daydream, like it can look a thousand different ways. 
It's like give mm-hmm. yourself some daily connection to the big vision. And I like to think in all of the right big vision connection and relationship to yourself. What is your relationship to yourself, mm-hmm. your physical body, your health, those kinds of things, right? To your life and your life. Where do you want to be living? Imagine the home. What kind of support do you have? Do you have massages regularly or your own coach or someone to help you cook on a regular basis or a partner, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then love and legacy are the other two big ones. So connection to self, Mm -hmm. life and lifestyle, love, the relationships you want, and then the legacy. That's the business piece, the money stuff, the impact, influence, and income. Mm -hmm. And daydreaming in each of those areas, getting to play in each of those areas every single day, oftentimes will give you the inspired action. It will give you inspiration. It'll give you a little reconnection um, to... Mm -hmm. acting from that place of future vision rather than current circumstance, which is, that's how you do the, like the quantum leap term that is so popular. Quantum leaps come Mm -hmm. from acting as that future self and then even asking Mm -hmm. yourself, Mm -hmm. okay, if this future self, say you can imagine yourself a year from now living this life, having the debt paid off, having enough to pay your coach a thousand dollars or $1,500 a month or $500 a month, whatever it is for you, being able to have that Mm -hmm. vision and then imagining, okay, if I already had all of that, then what would I want? So taking it that one next level and acting from that place of vision. And then here's the other really big thing that I want everyone who wants to be an entrepreneur, who's trying to start a business to really ask yourself, are you past the point of no return? Mm-hmm. Have you? Are- <laughs> oh, I'm just laughing at myself <laughs> because you know, man. When you are, you just there's no going uh-huh. back. Exactly, and that is your like silver bullet to shift out of every time you get into your victim. Me, like, oh, it's so hard. When's it gonna happen for me? Oh my god, my launch and no one likes me. And oh my god, now I'm looking at this person on Instagram and she has all the followers and everyone likes her. Like. Every Mm -hmm. time you get into Mm -hmm. that story, you you check back in with yourself. You invite higher self to come back in and say like, okay, yeah, we're annoyed. This is hard. This is frustrating. This is not Mm -hmm. what we imagined it would be. We're not sure when it's going to happen. And we know we are not going back to the way things were. Yeah. And frankly, if my entrepreneur friends, all the friends listening, if you're not there yet, do some work to ask, what is it going to take for you to get past the point of no return? Mm-hmm. For some people, it's that first like big investment that you're like, <gasps> I've spent a bunch of money on little $97, $197 courses, but now I'm signing up like $5,000 mm-hmm. for a coach. Holy shit. <laughs> I just had a vision Ooh. for myself like that came out of nowhere. And I didn't even know it was crazy because I didn't even know coaching was a job. Like the whole (laughs) online coaching world did not exist to me. I didn't even know what this job was called. I just saw myself doing Mm -hmm. it. And that's how I ended up in health coach school because I thought, well, okay, I'm going to need some type of credential. I'm going to get a nutrition degree, but I'm going to teach people habit change. Like I'll have the degree so people will listen to me. But once they're listening, I'm going to do this whole other thing with them. I'm going to change their Mm -hmm. lives. And 
So when I went to search online for that, I saw health coach and that was really the first time I even was aware of like coaching. Um, and that knowing that you can't go back, Mm -hmm. you know, even like when I started, I didn't even know what I was doing. I literally nailed my niche like a month ago Mm -hmm. after, you know, eight, nine months. And so once I knew it was it, I rebranded, I just knew it. Like I felt it in my bones and here I am with the podcast and everything that I like, didn't even know how to do. And I was like, we're just doing it. Yes. It's the time is now we're just going to do it and we'll figure it out as we go. Um, But yeah, when you have that, like you will just do anything Mm -hmm. to make it work and pivot and redirect and invest. And I think that's such an amazing place to get to because it's so, it's such a powerful motor motivator. Mm -hmm. And that's honestly one of the biggest gifts you can give yourself is it's almost, I think of it as this, your vision and that realization of like, oh, I've seen now in my vision how it can be. Mm-hmm. And so that's that's like the lightning rod of all of your energy, of all of your focus, of and with balance and self-care, right? All the things. But that becomes mm-hmm. this lightning rod of, right, when it gets hard, when the launch doesn't go how you imagine, when no one opens your mm-hmm. email, when you post you the best Instagram post ever and four people like it, right? Those moments are part of it. They are part of this experience. Mm -hmm. I did not go from starting an Instagram account to making five figures a month and being madly in love with my life overnight. I Mm -hmm. built this. And if you are an entrepreneur, this is that, that you have the invitation, the opportunity to build the dream life that you want and to build the legacy that you Mm -hmm. want, but recognize it is a, it's a building. It's a birthing. Mm -hmm. It's a creation. Like babies are not born, you know, like you've had four of them. It was not like, okay, had sex, got pregnant. I feel like, and all, of, I feel like all of that was easier than starting my coaching business. Fair enough. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, <laughs> let the record show. That childbirth is easier. That came really naturally, you know. Um, well, maybe the growing the baby, maybe not the actual childbirth. They haven't been anything through, the, you know, through anything yes. like that. But I do love, I just want to mention, because um, I love to mention this as often as I can. I feel like it's so helpful for people when you're using your future uh-huh. vision to latch onto, but your current reality is more in struggle and you're in that negative space. One way that I love to shift out of that rapidly is by using my future vision, talking about the current thing as it's just this anecdote, you know, this thing that I overcame, how insignificant it really is now that the time has passed, Mm -hmm. you know, um, or it's, you know, a chapter in my memoir, or it's a blog post about, you know, this past struggle that I had. And I love, you know, when I started my coaching business, there were so many things that I was totally standing on top of the mountain of that I've already overcome big, major things, you know, abandonment, I was abandoned at a daycare when I was 18 months old and raised by a whole other family. Um, addiction, anxiety, you know, mental health issues, all these things. I'd been an entrepreneur already for 20 years in a different line of work, of course, but then, uh, or I had, you know, I was really healthy, for example. And then when I got into it, other life happened, (laughs) 
And I then became one of those people at the bottom of the hill showing how, you know, you can be excelling in eight different areas of life and have total crises mode in two areas of your life. And that can all be happening at the same time and not defining you, you know, as like a ruined or broken person who's incapable of change. You can grow and reinvent yourself and heal from trauma over and over and over again and keep building newer and better versions of that dream. You know, the dream a year from now isn't going to be the same dream you're having today. Absolutely. And that gets to be so liberating and so exciting. And I love all of this. I, the way I think about, right, when your current reality is so different and you're like, but there's so much lack of scarcity and the debt collectors are calling me and I don't know how I'm going to pay rent, whatever, whatever the current reality is, I think of it as like the hero's journey, mm-hmm. right? This is the part, if you're reading the Odyssey, part way through, it doesn't look so good for Odysseus but you know the end <laughs> and when you know the ending, which is all your future vision is, I mean, it's not necessarily the ending. Cause again, it is also always evolving, but when you know the ending, right? It's like when you're watching a movie and you know, they're not going to kill the main character. So it's like, Oh God, this mm-hmm. is so stressful and it's hard. And part of me still feels safe and okay, because I know this is one of the battles that I will overcome. And having it in that language, I'm actually getting ready to do a really fun challenge around creating your narrative, creating your identity from this lens of your hero's journey, your heroine's journey Mm -hmm. through life and really reframing that that as a way to create your new idea. I love that. I was thinking about creating an Instagram account that I was going to keep private and post date the post. So creating a post about my future today, mm-hmm. but writing at the, at the top of it, like this is five years yes. from now. And so that I'm describing back how I overcame what I'm currently dealing with and what my current reality is so that when I achieve those things or maybe say open it up in like a year yep. from now. And those things have come true and you get to read back, like to literally watch someone create their reality in, would that be like in reverse time or that's manifesting, you know, cause that's I, all it is. <laughs> it, yeah, but, but showing manifesting in a concrete way that people could actually see, like sure, these are sure. the thoughts that went into creating this reality because it is such like an esoteric thing to describe sometimes. Um, So yeah, that, um, that makes me like even more connected to this idea. I don't act on every idea that I have. Uh, There just wouldn't be enough hours in the day, but this is one that like really excites me and I think would be, so amazing if I can, you know, pull off the entire project and stick with it for that length of Absolutely. time. Um, I feel like one post a week. So a 52 week manifestation, mm-hmm. uh, secret, you know, future casting. Yes. Yeah. I love that. And that term future casting is one that I want that I use a lot because that's what it is. It's creating the future. And it's actually something 
Anyone listening can do that. I do that less officially on Instagram, but I do that in my journal constantly. I'll constantly, if I'm just feeling Mm -hmm. less inspired or I want a little sort of reconnection to the magic that exists out there, I'll just flip back through to six months ago and read and look for like, where was I manifesting? Where was I writing things? Where was I future scripting, right? Mm -hmm. And then... Mm -hmm. I can suddenly see like, wait, I totally forgot I set this goal, but oh my gosh, it happened. I wrote this thing down and now I have it. And that's a super simple way. I love the Instagram, but I do that on a regular basis of just because I write in my Mm -hmm. journal and I know I'm manifesting. And then I go back, I'm like, look, I did it. It happened. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. I just have lists of things I'm manifesting from like small things. And I'd love to go back and see like, got it, got it, got it, did that. You know, it's so fun. Um, Well, this has been such an amazing conversation. I feel like I could just talk to you all day long. Um, I would love to have you on again for like a business chat, you know, like really going more into the sales. Mm. I feel like you're Let's a do it. influential <laughs> salesperson, which sales are my Achilles heel. I'm like, if you give me an objection, I'm like, oh, girl, I feel yeah. you. You know, like, I'm just the worst at objections um, and all of that. So I'm always fascinated. You know, sometimes I have to like pump myself up by watching Grant Cardone <laughs> videos um, on YouTube, but I love your feminine energy and aggressiveness, like, you know, feline aggressiveness, I think is magnificent. So I would just love to chat with you again about that. I would love that. I absolutely love empowered selling empowered sales is how I like to think about it. Cause you become yeah, empowered that's awesome. as the coach, as the business owner, as the facilitator, right? You really have to own Mm -hmm. your value, your magic in order to really be able to say Mm -hmm. like, here's the transformation. And I mean, there's so much stuff in there, but then you also, and here's the greatest gift. We can go into this deeper, but here's the greatest gift. I know because of the way that I'm able to navigate a sales conversation that for me really, and because I've done so much self-worth work and all of that, for me, Mm -hmm. it is not about whether or not they say yes and sign the contract and start working with me. I can really own that because I know my own worth. I know, and it is hard, my friends. It is so mm-hmm. hard, but to become not attached. You're like, oh, but I really need your money. Oh God, how do I pay bills? Mm-hmm. And that's mm-hmm. why, like, mm-hmm. that's why the personal development and self-worth work and the money mindset work and the abundance work is all part of building a business. And then once you can kind of detach from like, it really is not about whether or not they sign up, but it is about them making an empowered decision and me inviting them to make an empowered decision about Mm -hmm. the way their life gets to move and work and operate moving forward. If then Mm -hmm. whether or not the empowered decision is an, yes, let's do it or an empowered. No, this is not the right thing for me. I've given them the, them the gift of empowerment and of understanding how to navigate their own objections and their own fears. Mm-hmm. So through empowered coaching them through objections, right? Cause that's, it's just coaching. I'm not pushing. I don't, I don't tell anyone to go open a credit card. Like I don't do that. That's, I don't like that. That's not fun. <laughs> what is fun for me is to be like, Oh, I see your fear, my friend. Let's talk to that fear. Mm-hmm. Cause that fear is creating Mm -hmm. disempowered energy in you 
And there's a mismatch between I want this thing, I want to do this thing. And I can tell when someone wants to do wants to work with me, but is saying no, because they're afraid versus when they just don't actually it's not a fit. I can tell because I trust myself. Right? Yeah, we can all tell. Mm -hmm. We know. But then when I feel someone who's in that mismatch between I want to do the damn thing, and I am afraid. And here's all my list of reasons why I shouldn't and I can't and it's irresponsible. That is my opening to say, let's talk about this and get you to a place of empowered decision making where you can say, mm-hmm. you know what? It's more important to me right now to save money and pay off credit cards. That feels like the more empowered decision than investing in something that I'm not, I'm not that passionate about. I'm not past the point of no return with my business mm-hmm. or whatever the story is, right? Or, you know what, I really need to quit my job right now. And so I'm going to save money. I had a client do that recently. And she, I think we'll probably work together Mm -hmm. at some point because it's just like, feels so good and magic. But she was like, actually, thank you for doing this. For me, it's a not right now because I'm going to quit my job and really go all in on my business. Even though I didn't get a sale, Mm -hmm. I got to help someone. Totally. I've had that exact same experience before, too, where it's like the empowered decision making, you know, is empowering for them, but you don't get what you wanted out of it. But that was never the arrangement. Like if someone's gonna share their most personal details with me, I can't manipulate them into serving my Mm -hmm. interests, right? I have to know that I'm giving them what I give them is theirs to do with it, what serves them best. And it's a beautiful thing to watch. It's a good thing that I enjoy that just as much as getting paid, mm-hmm. you know, because I count all of the victories and all of the wins that I get in my business, even the ones that aren't tied to my bottom line. Because at the end of the day, I really am out to inspire people and empower people. And so that's always a beautiful thing, no matter what happens as a result, you know? Yes. And that's part of why, right? Then if you can master this and recognize that you're not pushing anyone or you're not forcing anyone, you're trying to give them the gift of making an empowered decision, then any of the ickiness around like, Ooh, what do I say when they say they don't have money? God, ugh. What you say is that sounds disempowered. And I know for a fact that generally speaking, money is never about money. So let's talk about what's underneath that. Mm -hmm. And that gets to be a gift for you and for them. So I would love to talk more about all of this in case you can't tell it lights me up. Yes, (laughs) that'd be great. I love it so much. And I have so enjoyed, I know I had mentioned to you, I'm like, we'll just talk for like, you know, 20 minutes or so. It's been almost an hour and I love podcast interviews that go like this. I will just upload this one by itself. The shorter ones kind of go in segments uh, with some other things, but when it flows, it flows. And I just love to let that happen and be totally unscripted and raw and real. And I appreciate you doing that with me, Chelsea. And I cannot wait to speak to you again. I feel like we're going to have a lot of fun uh, working together and yeah, empowering each other. Yes, amazing. Well, thank you so much for having me. And uh, yeah, I will talk to you again very soon. Okay, awesome. Bye, girl. Hey, guys, if you'd love to check out full length, unedited real life and business coaching sessions, you've got to join the Vicarious Breakthrough membership. 
that's where I upload 100% real life and business coaching sessions for you to watch at your leisure in the comfort of your own home, where you can experience your breakthroughs vicariously through these women. Membership is only $22.22 per month to get all access. Go to my website at www.emeraldempowerment.com to sign up. Thanks for listening to this episode of Vicarious Breakthrough. If you'd like to go deeper in any of the topics we discussed today, make sure to check out my membership area of my website, where for a small monthly fee, you can get all access to my entire video coaching archive, where you get to see real life, full length, unedited live coaching sessions with real women with real problems, just like you. You can do this from the comfort of your own home and experience your own vicarious breakthrough. If you'd like to work with me one-on-one, check out my booking page on my website and I would love to take you on as a coaching client. You can check all of that out at www.emeraldempowerment.com and make sure to follow me on Instagram at michelle.emerald. Until next time, bye-bye.